But what, what was the other out one? Because you sort it out because we're now live and you've got this new segment that you've been banging on about and you don't even know what you want to do with it. No, there's, it's actually wrong. There's too many to choose from. This is the issue yeah, now. The thing. Yeah, another thing too is I don't understand why we, we couldn't get an intro up and running for it either. Oh, sorry. How do you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, yeah? Far yeah, but out. you can fix feedback pretty quickly like me bringing glasses to the game, Joe. You did today. That was good. That was good. Yep. You did take on some feedback. It's nice. And I'm not going to say much tonight. I'm telling you. And that's not because I'm taking on the feedback, just because I've got a massive headache still. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just hoping your laptop works tonight. We'll get to that in a minute. One, two, three, four. I give no credit to this side ever. I give no respect to this side ever. John O'Brook, honorary blue brother, Will Hayes. Yeah, Mr. Paul Sebastiani. Welcome back to the show, mate. This one game is a build-up of you know, a year's worth of work. And that's, that's if you think of his performance. And I gave my opinion. <laughs> it's an opinion-based podcast, fair enough. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode 97 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, brought to you by Piotr Health and Performance and proudly powered by the Blue Broad Podcast Network and YouTube channel. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Happy pod. Again, it's very nice. I'm here with my two co-hosts, as usual. Dan, Jules, Riley. Are we not co-hosts? What 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 do I call you? All right, I'm here. No no no, that's right. I'll, I'll, I'll go again. I'm here Best with my. Two, I'm, I'm here with my two employees, Dan and Jules. How are you? Well, you don't Which pay us. Do we don't what pay do us. So we can't be. Dickhead, Jules. I'm starting with you because he's pissing me off today. Talk what's to going what's going on? How you feeling, Bella? Me? <laughs> yeah, you. Right, fine. <laughs> yeah, let's milk it. Dan, how are you? Good. Good. Today was a nice day. <laughs> Wasn't it? We had a good day together at the footy. That was actually an ideal day. It yes. was. It was fun. We actually we actually enjoyed ourselves for the first time since Good Friday. We, we I don't think you that. did. I don't think you enjoyed yourself until about half time. You look like the walking dead. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you when you're a little bit hungover. So um anyway, as as you guys both said to me, you know, everyone's had hangover, so we're not gonna bang on about this. It's fine. Uh if you can't drink, now, you don't drink. Simple. I agree uh, with that. That's all right. I remember. I remember the time that Jules couldn't put down two Chateau shots without throwing his guts up at him everywhere. But that's all right. He slept in. He slept till four p.m. the next day. Missed. Missed his oh, end man. of season breakup. I don't know more. how many drinks. I missed lost his count. End, missed his end of season breakup. He's sleeping until four p.m. Me, I was up bright and early nine a.m. Still at the footy with the other. That's all right. That's fine. Talk about accountability. Now, at the end of the day, today was today was good. It was a nice, nice win. But we're keeping the lid on it at least until the end of next week, because it was only Hawthorne and they were fucking dog shit, which we'll talk about throughout the episode here. Before we do, if you are new and you haven't subscribed already, please like and subscribe to the Blue Broad YouTube channel. It helps everyone that creates content for this channel. And if you haven't, uh, follow us on Instagram, at Almost Blues Brothers, and on Twitter, approaching a 1,000 Twitter followers, which is nice, at Almost Blues Bros. Um, you can follow us there as well for all our content throughout the week. Boys, how, how are we going to do this, Dan? Because Dan last week said he's, he, he wanted a new segment, right? So he's got his new segment. We don't know what it's called yet. Just, he wants no, it, he I wants didn't call- say that by popular – it's not. It's by popular demand that this segment come about. People loved my roasting of you both last week. That's just how it was. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the 360 feedback last week was genuinely one of the better things we've done on this podcast yeah, over the last three years. Uh, 
All right. We're, before, see, I don't know where to fit this in. I'm not doing because... it now. I'm going at the end. Well, Moran's going to be about you if you don't go into the review. Tell you that much. All right. Without any further ado. <laughs> Let's get into this thing. And to kick us off this week, we've got Dan Hammers, apparently, is what it's going to be called. Off you go. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. We'll call it that for this that? week. and I don't know. Until we find a better name. Put a poll out or something. Yeah. All right. Off you go. I don't want to do it yet. No, it's it's all relevant because we we're talking about being at the game today and it was nice, but there was something that really ticked you off. Well, there's a few things this week that I'd like to bring up, but all right, we'll start with we'll start with this one. <laughs> One most recent one is Joe just putting the segment where he wants it. But all right. Get over it. Um, you know what's cooked me? Boys and Jules, you, you saw it for what it was. It was no, you saw it for what it was today. We've gone we've gone to the footy just before three quarter time. We've gone out, me and Jules. I've gone, Jules, you get the beers, I'll get the food. Now, the MCG, I understand that it's Carlton Hawthorne. We're both not sitting pretty on the ladder. But when you've got 66,000 people, <laughs> when you have 66,000 people at the G, I'm sorry. But how you can have one, can- <laughs> one, I'm laughing now thinking about how big this fucking line was. <laughs> I had- Joe, they had one canteen. No, you didn't say it, Jules, please. That was a joke. It was disgusting. I had- Joe, they had one canteen for the whole of level four. <laughs> I believe that. I believe it. No, no. You, you guys saw how I was gone. I missed. I missed the whole third quarter. I was gone for an hour. I, I no, timed you, it. You it wasn't you, an, an hour. You disappeared for about twenty minutes. It was an hour, Joe. It wasn't an hour. There's no chance. <laughs> well, we disappeared. What at the end of obviously the quarter? Halftime. Halfway minutes. Halfway through halftime. Plus all of half. Plus all of halftime. No, you you went at. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You were gone for a while. You were gone anyway, for a while. Anyway, minimum 30 was. minutes, though. Minimum. All right. All right, listen to this. Then, so I went, I didn't actually line up, Jules. You know when you went to line up and get the, yeah. the, the beers? I actually didn't. I thought, oh, you know what? I'll wait a bit longer and I'll let the chaos go and I'll just zip in. Couldn't do it because it was still fucking massive. <laughs> so I then so I, I lined up, had to line up, obviously. Then I look at it and there was a queue going in, like in the actual canteen. So two of the people working there weren't even doing anything because it bypassed it bypassed two of the chicks at the cash register. You know what I mean? So there was one cash register chick actually doing something. No wonder the line. Move those two and move them into another area. Like, I don't know, anyway, it's common sense. Rant done. That's right. <laughs> the other thing is, you're fuming, right. but I was speaking to a Hawthorne supporter um, when I was getting the beers, and um, he's like, "Man, I'm fuming because we're losing, and I'm fuming on, on because of this." But I even fuming at my mate because usually he sits level two, nice and pretty, and he had to sit with his mate on level three or level four, whatever, it, whatever it is, waiting in line yeah. for the beers after being pumped in the first half. Yeah, I believe that. Oh. Someone's. Uh... Someone reckons they've seen me at Woolies in Preston. Oh, definitely, 
definitely wasn't stacking boxes in Preston at Woolies. It might have been Jules at Coles <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into this. It was a, it was a good day at the G. Uh, final scores from the MCG, Hawthorne 17-52, Carlton 17-10, 60 point winners. We had 11 goal kickers again, again boys. Akers, Doherty, Fogarty, Oe, Silvani with one each. Cunningham, Mackay, and Adam Chera just keeps doing what he's doing with two each. And Charlie Kernow and Jack Martin was good to see back doing what he does with three each as well. No injuries outside of DeConning being pl- replaced late in the side by Lewis Young. George Hewitt came on in the fourth quarter for Charlie Kernow. 66,000 at the G. It was a decent turnout. Didn't did I don't think anyone expected it, but it was because kids could go free today. We ended up uh, finding out uh, in about halfway through the third quarter or whatever it was. But uh, anyway... Said- Joe, when we asked that, when that guy said, we go, far out. This is a good turnout for Hawthorne Carlton, considering where we're at. <laughs> Mike goes, yeah, kids are free. He goes up to 16. I go, that's not kids anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kids are 16. I, I, kids are 16, apparently, these days. Anyway, uh, boys. How how did you see it? How did you find the day? It was for me, it was it was just relaxing. You can tell that we're relaxed tonight. Like it's there's no, there's no about us there's no like we're not angry it was just a relaxing day at the footy yeah i think it was um i think we brought the contest early didn't we um and obviously sort of hit score hit the scoreboard put some pressure on and then from there it was um pretty you know smooth sailing i would say as well so um i think they had a bit of a, a patch in the third and they kicked three on us but then after that we sort of you know uh, we're humming again it was um yeah but it was a good day it was a good day I think um, I think the key things to see that stood out for me was we hit the scoreboard early, yep. which automatically gives, and you can tell we're a confident side, but scoreboard pressure, as we always talk about, like we hit the scoreboard as we did. Um, the pressure around the ball was immense. I thought our pressure in the first half in particular was just where it needs to be and where it needs to carry in against better sides. Like granted, Hawthorne was shit, but you still got to bring it. In my yeah. opinion, so I mean, when I reflected back on that game, I think our pressure put us in positions that, or you know, then allowed us to then rebound off D fifty, and and then the way we're actually going inside fifty was a lot better. I think we lowered mm-hmm. the eyes, Walsh in particular, um, and I know Joe. Well, I'll talk about this later with with Harry, but we're actually looking to go. You know, how many times did we take that kick inboard, Joe, inside fifty? Yeah, it was. Like, it, it, we saw it against Gold Coast as well. It was more so the thing that's standing out to me. I think the I think it's not more it's not the ball movement because I think that's that's changed since about the Sydney game. It's more so the execution how clean we've been with ball in hand, like not missing five meter handballs or fifteen meter kicks, and actually, you know, being clean enough that we can chain those things together. But the biggest difference that I've seen since the Gold Coast game is, and we saw it again today a number of times, is. Whenever a player, if if we if we do have a mark inside fifty, if a player's on a slight angle, doesn't matter if they're thirty meters out or fifty meters out, they they look inboard straight away to try and hit mm. someone in that V, that slot that everyone talks about, that that goal kicking slot out from uh, basically directly in front of goal. And I reckon we saw it about three or four times again today, where someone might have had it on a, on the slightest angle, thirty meters out, but they took the option to really square it up. Chera twice, I think, uh, again. And uh, yeah, it's it's giving us obviously, Jules. You spoke about this the other week. It's giving us better looks in front of goal, and we're converting, and it's good. Yeah, but I, I think- feel like as well, it's off the back of our, it's it is off the back of our pre- our pressure and our contest work, you know. So 
you know, it sort of allows our defense to set up behind the ball as well. I feel like as if they never really, you know, Hawthorne in particular, they're a side that, you know, generally want to go through the corridor. Um, they did a couple of times, obviously, in the third. That's when they sort of started to get going. Um, but, you know, we sort of didn't allow that to happen um, throughout the whole, whole course of the game. But even if they did, we will so set up behind the ball um, off because of the pressure that we were putting up as sort of like a dump kick or, you know, a kick that they were trying to, you know, maybe biting off too much that they could probably chew and things like that. So um, I feel like as if it did set us up and then from there we'll be able to, you know, slingshot the ball forward with the likes of, you know, Sincata, Saad, um, Boyd, um, even McGovern and Kemp as well, their foot schools and speed as well by foot. Um, it sort of gives us another avenue as well. Um, I feel like as if we've got the selection down um, to a T. Um, down back especially um, in terms of it sort of allows our ball movement as well to um, to go on uh, and obviously connect inside forward 50 as well. I think Chincotto that's a big one. Chincotto just takes a game on, eh? We saw it a number mm. of times. Right? And, it, and it does, whether or not, and this is the thing, like from your halfback flankers, you don't really need them to execute all the time. They just need to gain meters for you. And he he is a player that his execution isn't a hundred percent and that's it's obviously a flaw in his game, but he knows how to gain meters and gain territory and it's something that we've missed yeah, for, it's, for a long, long time. With that, it's with the, the territory, you even see it with like Saad and things like that as well. Well and players, you know, that ilk. Um like you said, Joe, it is about gaining territory, but it's about gaining territory and, and sort of going past the zone. That's through what it's corridor. about. And through the corridor, yeah. taking the game on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, not going but, past the zone, you know? So then it's more like you're looking at trying to look at one-on-ones and things like that as well inside yeah. forward 50. Um, yeah, but, but boys, with the players that we have, it helps. See, with, with what you're talking about there, with obviously you're saying that Sincotta doesn't have the polish, but you, we're asking for our players to take on the game. We want that. So I think I think with that brand of football and, you know, looking, I, I saw us go in the corridor in the first quarter and it didn't quite work out, but you can't criticize that. Because mm. when it does pay off, we're going to be damaging. So I think you just got to keep encouraging it. And then you've got, you know, Sincotta might not be the guy to do it, but I know he takes the game on, which is promising to see. But then you've got the likes of Kemp and Boyd that can hit targets, you know, and that's where it complements it. So you want it to go, like, obviously to blood through through the side. I'm just pleased to see the ball movement's a lot quicker. Yeah. Like, mm. all right, in the first half, there was patches where we probably over – you know, too many handballs, too many chain of handballs. And I think we maybe overplayed it a little bit. But I think regardless, you got to be happy with the way in which we move the ball. Yeah. For me, it comes down to confidence as well. I feel like as if we do it with a bit more conviction now. You know you know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah, because it's product. Like I think yeah. maybe, if I'm honest, I think maybe we were doing it in like before as well, but we weren't finalizing the end product. So it looked like it was shit because we couldn't yeah. convert. Do you, do you feel like, like in particular, like for example, with Boyd, um, well, Boyd and Sincotta, I feel they're the two. Um, and the reason why I'm saying that is because obviously they've been playing VFL, you know, for long periods of times, um, obviously before they were picked up, um, you know, obviously Boyd to a lesser extent because he did, I know he was on our list last year, but he only played about five or six games, but did look good. Mm. Uh, but I feel like as if maybe they've got that freedom as well. Um, like they've got that careless nature because they they know that they just need to give a hundred percent, no, you know, no matter what. In in in, a, in essence, because you know they don't have the, um, I guess the, what's the word I'm looking for? 
um, the pressure because they're not, you know, they haven't been drafted in a hot, like, you know, high or um, it wasn't a trade or anything like that as well. I feel like as if they do have that bit of freedom as well in the way they go about it. But Sincotta, for me, he goes out at it 100% as well, even his defensive traits. Mm. Um, boy, you know, you see his first, second, third efforts. And then on the back of that, like, he just hits targets through the corridor. He's going to be a, um, He's going to be a genuinely good footballer for us. For I, might sure. go and, I might go and buy myself a long sleeve 37. I said yeah, that today. I love him. I love the way he goes that. about it. He, like, he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything that he doesn't need to do with the footy. He just executes. Like When he's got the ball in his hand, you just know that he's going to do something with it. If it's 10 times a game, he's going to hit a target 10 times a game. Like That's, that's, that's more of the type of player that we need rather than these junk 20 possession players that do fuck all with it, essentially. Yeah. And I won't name the names, thing- but... The thing is, well, like with those kinds of players too, because they know they're not um, like the superstar, they're happy and content just to play a role. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. got the likes of um, like Zach Fisher and maybe even a Motlop like in the VFL, for example, at, at this stage of the season. You know, maybe they were wanting to be, you know, the shining lights, you know, so, you know, like that. But maybe you know they're just not understanding what kind of roles they need to play and sort of let the you know Agreed. the more stars to actually perform of that in that caliber you know yeah give me 18 chinkotas boyds and cottrells every day of the week um i, I want to comment on one player that's come in that's played a role and we spoke about him last week or a couple of weeks ago after the gold coast game but Lockie fogarty Seven tackles today, another goal, 18 possessions, attended center bounce a couple of times, went at 77% disposal efficiency, was involved in 11 score involvements, had one direct goal assist. This guy here is a product of what you see when you've got a player that's been made to earn their spot and they don't just get gifted a spot every week. Lockie Fogarty is one that I think four weeks ago we would have all written off. I know we've got texts in our group chat that I can that I can bring up from four or five weeks ago saying he's he's one that's out the door. He can't be out the door now. He can't. Like, he's he's shown his value. He's got him, Martin, Cunningham, um, oh, he's... probably probably those three, to be honest, that have come in in recent weeks. They're mm. three that everyone almost would have written off. And for me now, they don't lose their spot as long as they're fit. Well, they can't. They're and this is the thing. They've got more strings to their bow. They, they, they just look yeah. like they've got more yeah. strings to their bow than a Durden and Motlop who have not who have not developed in the twos. They this haven't been the given the time in the twos. And this we say the... this every week. We, we we have commented on how poor our development has been over the years, but we've got examples like uh, Fogarty, Kemp, Boyd, whoever else that have had to earn their spot in the side that you look at and go, you know what? It's not a bad thing having to, having to force players to play twos like a Bins, like a Motlop, like a Durden for two, three years. Let them develop. Well, Kennedy was in that situation as well at exactly. one stage. Was yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Chincotta. Chincotta's another yeah, Chincotta. one. You know, you got Dow yeah. as well. He's sort of been in a similar boat too. Um, probably hasn't been getting the game time in senior level as well. Um, I know he had a pretty good game um, yesterday. I think he had 29 touches, three goals as well. Um, yeah, I mean, you can even put bins in that ilk as well now. You know, he's been putting, you know, games together, 25 plus possessions, probably averaging a goal a game as well. Um, obviously in the VFL too. So um, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a real good thing. And I feel like as if, you know, it'll give us a, you know, it'll set us up for the future for sure. I think we can't get too, just quickly, I think we can't get too carried away with stats and numbers as well. Because like someone like a Jackson Bins, I did hear that 
regardless of, and I know he hits the scoreboard, I know he gets a lot of touches, but I think his disposal def- uh, efficiency is actually quite poor. Um, Joe, I think you were yeah, telling but, me that. Yeah, it is. But I was, I, I was having a discussion. Exactly, he takes the kick though. He, he does take the kick, and that's what we're missing. So, yeah. you know, you can look at disposal efficiency and go, well, it needs to, he needs to clean it up. But at the end of the day, if he's going to fit into a system where we're looking to play more risky footy, then yeah. he may just he may just be unfit anyway. So I'm I'm neither here nor there on bins at the moment. But I'll tell there's you- a couple of comments. There's a couple of comments here around Motlop, right? He's kicked four goals in the twos today. That's fine. Do it for six weeks. Do it for eight weeks. Show us. Show us that you can do it consistently. It's not ba- It can't be based off of one game anymore. It's You've been dropped from the side because you had 12 weeks to prove your form and you couldn't. Now you've got to go back to the twos and do it for an extended period before we give you another look. Yeah. So, some, some would say, you know, 12 – because how long did he have? It was probably around 12 weeks, to be fair. Oh, he, didn't, he didn't come Maybe out even longer. Side. You know, that's probably too long. Too long. It is. But like the, we, we spoke about this, right? How how can you expect a team to perform if there's no selection integrity around form? Mm. Like there, yeah, there were players right. that should have been dropped six weeks ago that just weren't. And now that, that now all of a sudden that these guys are starting to get a crack, Fogarty, Cunningham, Martin, Chincotta, Boyd, there's players like Zach Fisher, like uh, Jesse Motlop. I know Corey Durden's injured, but Durden's was probably out of form as well prior to that injury. Like, they're going to struggle to get back in. They just, they really are. Yeah, but that's because fingers are start. That's because of the of the results that we were getting. That and fingers were finally starting to be pointed at those players, Joe. In the past, Agreed. they weren't. Agree. Mm. In the past, the blame was being put everywhere else. Do you know what I mean? So now accountability is well and truly on the playing group and on the players to perform. And if you don't, you get dropped. Doesn't matter who you are. So. It's obviously promising to see. And yeah, Will Motlop's doing that in the twos. I think, well, he's now got to wait for his opportunity again. And when he does get it, take it. It's plain and simple, you know? Um, But in saying that, I want to talk about the front half because they have been our topic of conversation a lot, haven't they? Yeah. In in how the continuity down there, the fact that they can't hit the scoreboard. I think it's plain and simple that all you're looking for down there is product. Now, you look at someone like Jack Martin, kick three today. He kicked one. Did he kick one against Gold Coast? Uh, two, maybe one or two. two. There you one go. Second, yeah. You look at Owies hits the scoreboard. You look yeah. at Cunningham now. He kicked two. Like even our midfield's getting up and about in terms of hitting the scoreboard as well. Yes. Well, Ches kicked two. Obviously, yeah, well, Listen, it's, all, it's all good. It, 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 from from what we saw today, it's how can you not be happy with a performance like that? Yeah. But we just hope now because the pressures. It's yeah. I think the pressure on the side is going to be a lot greater, and I want to see what happens when the chips are down. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but the thing is, we had eleven. We had eleven scorers, the goal scorers today, and I feel like as if you could see it that players like Charlie, like Harry, that you know around fifty to fifty meter arc in the past, maybe they were willing to have the shot. But today, like you said, obviously at the beginning of the show. They were looking for players inside 450, other you know, other with other avenues. I think um, even there was one kick that Harry had. I think he sort of broke a tackle on you know half forward or, or the wing. Um, mm. I think it might have been the second quarter, I believe. No, maybe the first quarter or the third quarter. I can't remember. Maybe the third. Um, and he hit up Cunners, but probably could have easily hit up Charlie as well. Mm. You know, we're looking yeah. for other players and trying to get them into the game as well. You know, the players like Hunters, the players like um, Always, the players like um, Martin. I feel 
you know, it's a you got to get other players into the game a bit more. And then that sort of gives, you know, the opposition headaches as well in regards to who's going to be, you know, to to look out for. Yep. Agree. Uh, Let's talk about our midfield, which we'll just, we'll just touching on then in terms of hitting the scoreboard. Jules, I think you've got, you got a Cassano's calc for this to kick us off. Um, It's not in terms of hitting the scoreboard, but um, I feel like as if it's just more about, um, I feel like we, we didn't have a ruck today, did we? All right, well, hold on. Out and out rock. I was shocked that you had the the intro. I know the image. We haven't, we haven't played it. Haven't played it for a few uh, few weeks now. Yeah, oh, accountability. That's right. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. It's going to be dry. Uh, nah, so just in terms of our midfield, I know we haven't had, we didn't have a Ruckman obviously today with Young and Sauce, um, obviously pinch hitting in the Ruck as well. Um, and I just want to bring our attention obviously to the midfield. Um, I feel like as if the last couple of weeks, especially they've sort of got their, their mojo back. Um, I know it's against lesser likes, obviously in Gold Coast and, Hawthorne, um, but nonetheless, um, especially today without having a ruck, I feel like as if it's a, in terms of having first use, it makes it a, a little bit uh, more difficult. So um, Hawks had um, in negative, sorry, rule negative 11 in terms of hit outs to advantage. Okay. So negative 11. Um, yet we were plus four with first possessions from a hit out. Yep. Mm. And then we'll obviously plus five clearances. Keeping in mind, we're also negative 34 in hitouts as well. Yeah. So I think off the back of it, because Young and JSOS were just competing, they weren't able to get obviously the first use from there. Um, but I feel like as if our, you know, you saw it today, even Cripps, Kenny and Chero, and even Walsh as well. Um, the way they were moving in and around the contest, I felt like as if they were able to pounce on the ball um, a lot more free. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why. It could be up to many things, but I feel like as if they just got that hunger back um, and hopefully it can, you know, um, catapult us in the back half of the year. It's it's purely down to effort and work rate. Purely down to effort and work rate. So, you know, and it's something that for the first 12 weeks, again, we spoke about week on week. There, there was no spread from our midfield from contest there was no it just looked like there was no willingness to get in and under and get first of the footy um it was today and against the suns it's just it's like it's we've watched two a completely different midfield to what we've watched in the first half of the season and you know yeah they're lesser sides but if our midfield gets to work like that every week we're going to be we're going to be competing every week and that's 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 the main thing out of this. We don't know how we're going to go against the Freo or a Port until we play them in the next couple of weeks. We don't. But if they bring that effort, I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable saying that I think I think we'll compete for three four quarters against some of the better better midfielders out there. Yeah, well, you can only beat what's put in front of you, can't you? Like you you, you can only that's so obviously we've been faced with Gold Coast and and now Hawthorne, and we've done a job against both of them. Um, but. Yeah, uh, we can keep going in circles with regards to what we want to see for next week. But I think they show, like, if the boys can bring, you know, that pressure. You know, our pressure acts and our pressure around the ball is huge. But, again, while she 
in particular being that clean. Like I think he had something like 11 or 13 score involvements, but mm. he was, you could see the way he, like he was using the ball was, it was class. Wasn't it boys? Like, especially like, I don't know. He was, it was really noticeable for me the way Walsh was using the ball. Um, but it's on the back end of being confident from hitting the scoreboard. That's what I think. Well, it's also on the back end of, it's on the back of our midfielders being able to release him to play more of an outside yeah. running role. Because that's what he's done the last two games. He's, he's got his run back under him and he's he's got time and space to think about what targets he's going to hit. And the targets that he's hitting inside 50 at the moment, if he can do that every week for us, it's going to be very hard to stop our ball movement going going into, into the center. Paddy Cripps is another one that I thought backed up his performance against the Gold Coast pretty well today. Like he had, he, he his game probably went a little bit unnoticed in terms of like a massive numbers, but he was hitting targets left, right and center, right foot, left foot, didn't matter. He was breaking tackles again. He was taking on the game. He looked more confident. Um, he had eight clearances. I think he had six tackles as well. Seven inside fifties, uh, 10 score involvements, three direct goal assists. And I reckon that's probably an all-time high for Cripper, to be honest. So, you know, this is, we've got stars there. And if they can continue to improve week on week and continue to bring that level of quality week on week, we're, we're a tough side to beat. We know but this playing group also need to keep themselves level-headed. Yeah, agree. With, with the two results, they need to keep their standards high, and they need to keep their belief really high as well. So okay. I just don't think they should get themselves get ahead of themselves. They should obviously have a realistic look at where they still are on the ladder. I know Voss in his presser was saying that he's just taking it sort of day by day, week by week, um, but. You know, and they want to enjoy the win, which we all are. Like again, we we got to sing the song today, and it was, it was awesome. But I think it's a big task ahead um, for for this group. So use the winners' confidence. You take what you can from those wins. I'm sound like Voss a bit, aren't I? But um, it, it's all true, though. It is yeah. like it, it really yeah. is. Yeah, I want to get. Let's have a discussion about um, the press conference. There was one question. Um, now the actual reporter actually didn't, he actually didn't even finish the question before Voss mm. obviously, you know, butted his head in and said, basically, no, 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 let's not get there. And obviously it was a question around finals. Um, what are your thoughts around how Voss answered the question? I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. I don't. I, what was the answer, Jules? I didn't like it. Yeah, he didn't like it. He sort of basically... He There's sort of brushed, he brushed, he brushed the fact of talking about finals and he yeah. wanted to just keep it all more short term in yeah. the fact that in the fact that they're just sort of wanting to compete in boss's words, compete with themselves. So Correct. He, he wanted to use their their standards, you know, but I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it, Jules, if I'm honest. Like mm. I think if you're not pushing and your aim's not to make finals, like I understand you want to get better within yourselves and you want to drive your own standards because he's saying that you drive your own standards, you improve on what your shortfalls are and then everything else will sort itself out pretty much. But yeah. like you've yeah. still got, well, I you've get still got it teams ahead of you. You've yeah. still got head, teams ahead of you that are itching and, and hungry and tenacious to want to make top eight. Like are we ruthless? Are we ruthless to want to make top eight? Like, because if you've got the head coach saying, like we're not really thinking about it. Well, fuck, think about it, you know? Mm. Yeah, because I, I get it in a way. I understand it, but I don't know if that's the – I don't know if that's the the manner in which you want to convey 
yourself to the Carlton faithful. Well, what does it not only even uh, to the players, to the players? Correct. That's what I was going to say. You know, I'll play devil's advocate here. So I know, I know that we want them to always be saying, yeah, we're hungry. We want to play finals, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Right. You got to think about it from, this is something that I've, I've started to learn to do a little bit more with the media this year. Right. And what we consume and whatnot is these reporters, they just want a headline. Right. So a question like that, it can be very dangerous to answer either way. Yeah, but yeah? back yourself. Be I know, I know, I know, but if you, I know, but if you do, if you do, it can come back to bite you. If you don't, it can come back to bite you. And I think in the way that Voss might have answered this one, or maybe how he's answered it in the past, what I don't want to hear is our oh, finals. We don't like if we don't make finals, it's not a failure. I don't want to hear that anymore, right? I, I don't want to hear that. But. I'm not opposed to playing a straight bat, which is it's without seeing the press conference, but listening to what you two are saying, the response was it sounded like it was just a straight bat, essentially. So, mm. yeah, how much, how much, how much, how much publicity and media do you want around finals with the Carlton Football Club? Seriously, if you're if you're in that coaching boxer and if if you're in that if you're in that playing group, like I think it's going to happen regardless. I know, but they know, they, they they know. Of course, they want to play finals. Like, fuck me. Like, we've got to be kidding ourselves if we think these boys don't want to play finals, if, if, we, if we think this club doesn't I just, want to play finals. I just feel like you need to embrace the, the challenge. Yeah, and the challenge. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I was just that, playing devil's that, advocate. No, I, I, I understand. We do, I do get it because I had the same thought process as you, Jules, in regards to the way in which you answered the question. Maybe you bottled it, but I just think, fuck, be ruthless. Be ruthless. Be ambitious. Yeah, and 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 be, yeah, be transparent. Like yeah. I, I compare it a lot to NBA. And Joe, you can you can um you can vouch for this. In NBA, the head coach is transparent as fuck. If a player wow. plays shit, he calls it out. Yeah, he does. And I'm not saying that to go oh today like this player he was shit. Well, but I just think a little bit more transparency in terms of what you're actually thinking and feeling from a from a supporter. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Mm. Rather than I'm trying surprised. to just hide behind words and say the right thing to keep this and that, like, yeah, I, like I said, the NBA is a good example of that. If anyone hasn't watched it or seen presses from it, coaches can be brutal, but yeah, it tells you it's a good, good reflection in terms of where his headspace is at, and also, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I feel like as if as well, like, I'm a bit surprised in terms of the way he sort of conducts himself. Well, obviously in terms of with the players, we're not sure, but in terms of the media, I'm surprised in which he conducts himself knowing what kind of a ruthless player he was. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like, yeah, I mean, it's not as ruthless as a, in terms of the manner in which he played. Yeah. I don't know. You're not going to get him to tackle a, a reporter. No. Go but through this is, <laughs> this is the other thing though, is you don't What'd want you say? You, yeah, you know that's right. You don't want you don't want your identity to be that you're um a Mick Malthouse, for instance, when he was coaching us. Like no, you remember that those I'm, press conferences were saying that they were worse to watch. You, you know don't what need mean? to yell. You yeah. don't need to yell, but you need to have conviction about you. Yeah. No, conviction, yeah, I I'm hundred percent. I'm with you. Conviction hundred percent. Um all right. Anything else we want to cover before we get into Blue's Q's? No, let's go.
Oh, All right, a, then this is the time. If you're watching us live, and we are live, we're not pre-recorded. This is this is live. And Tom in the chat, I can see that. Get, you're get on to Tom's questions. question. We'll start, <laughs> yeah. with you, mate. we'll start with you. You listed like you, 15 players. We do, I've we seen do. blokes right in the chat, and this guy, yeah. Tom, you've taken it to another level. I don't mind it, though. It's, it's we do impressive. Read, we do read we do read the chat, Tom. It's just that it, it, we we have to get through the show before we get to Blue's Cues. And now that we're at Blue's Cues, you can ask whatever question you want. Now, if you're watching live, you can you can ask us questions. Uh, otherwise, we'll uh, he, he says thank God. Right. <laughs> we're trying here. Uh, if you're watching live, ask questions now. If you've got anything about the game, anything at all, um, and then I'll go through some off the Instagram from earlier today as well. But we will start with Tom. And it was around this comment here. Go I think, uh, I think uh, so Jack, he's, he's listed a few players here. Bins, Dow, Carroll, Cowan, Plowman, Honey, Murkov, Marchbank, Hollands, Fisher, Durden, aren't good enough, don't fit in our best 22. Um, uh, and I think I think that was then followed up by um, should we just delist them? They're C Raiders. And I don't think that I don't think you need to delist all of them. There'll, there'll be a few that we that we get rid of. Um, but you know you've got 45 players on a list. You can't just gut anyone that's not in your best 22. <laughs> you need you still need to have players for depth. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's probably only two or three there that I'd probably delist, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, probably at March Bank, depending on what you want to do with Gov and whatnot in terms of injuries, et cetera. And um, who else we got there? Um, there was one other, maybe Zach Fisher, if you trade him. Um, Blocky yeah. Plowman, definitely go. Um, I think we spoke about a few of these players, obviously last week as well. In, in terms of the buy sell and um yes all, we did yeah, Went to a yeah the buy sell and um I don't know, all the other, yeah. well, if, you had to, if you had to be transparent about those players there for me i'd be just looking at the ones that have had the opportunity and have been given a genuine crack and haven't yeah. been able to prove it yet so mm-hmm. for me and and looking towards who's gonna who realistically can be part of a premiership side yeah yeah, with those players that are there. So 100%. I think harsh, harsh on Holland's. Like I'd take him off, Tom. I think harsh on Bins, Cowan, <laughs> Murkov. Holland, you'd be, you'd be, yeah, you'd be definitely saying like a Fisher, a Plowman, yeah, and a Dow for me. Like I know you guys, and maybe a Honey, Honey. Yeah, the ones that have been given opportunities, yeah. but you haven't taken your opportunity. Now we're not, we're not looking to to keep players like that. Now we're looking to be to win premierships, and I don't think they're part of our that our makeup and what we're looking to do for the future. Yeah. Go on from Zena, the redeemer on Instagram earlier today. Question for the show boys is Chera all Australian. Chera. He's had a a season and a half. (laughs) I I, I genuinely, I I genuinely, he should, he should, he would have to be in the 40 at this, at this stage in, in the last month, I just said to Tez on the fan cams before, I reckon in the last month, he's been like a top 25 player in the comp top, Top twenty player in the comp. He's we've added goals. He's he's what he's doing is ridiculous. Like he's the, there's tackling. The the ball use is unbelievable. He's adding. He's kicking goals. He's setting up plays. Like it's just clearances, contested possession, everything, everything. everything. Yeah. No, I, I reckon doesn't I not do nothing well. Sorry, not well. Yeah. I say yeah. it all the time about Ches, and, and I'll stick by it. And I'm a big believer in the fact that he wasn't a victim of our development system. Hence why you're seeing the product that you're getting from someone that goes through the right development. That's imagine really, that's the, imagine the flip side. If Freer took Dow, we took Chera. Could you like, just to see that? Well, you don't know, but we don't know. thankfully, 
thankfully, thankfully for us, we're getting the best of Chera. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? sure. Um, all right, we've got a few in the live chat here that we'll cover off first. Um, Clarence, if we win two or three, if we if we win our next two or three games, will we make the eight? If we win our next three, we would have knocked off Frio, Port, and the Eagles, and it, we'd be back at nine, one, and eight. And I think that'll actually have us firmly in the eight. So yeah, I would say at that stage, if we win, if we win five straight, which is what that would be, why not? Cancels out the six straight that we lost. Um, what else we got? If TDK, this is a good one. If TDK and Pitt net a fit next week, who will be dropping out? Young. Definitely I said young. young. Yeah. For me, young. It sounds like Pitt might miss a couple of weeks. So I think it'll be, I think we'll see TDK and Sauce, which we'll go through in the preview. Uh, young, purely for me as well. Like I know he played, uh, he obviously played in the ruck, but Joe, that moment that, when you talk about work rate and eth- uh, effort, young, in that contest where right. who was it that took the mark? Fergus Green or something? It was really bad. His effort really bad. to attempt yeah. to spoil was below par. And that's the, and that I'm sorry, like if that's happening, and I know obviously we're already up, but you, you can't have those type of standards. So for me, yeah. I'd be dropping him. Agree. Uh, is Sauce safe now from tough Snizzo? Snizzo? No. Safe. I mean, he'll play next week. That's for sure. He's not safe. I don't think anyone's he, he, safe. He will play. He will play next week, but only because Pito will likely miss. But you can't say safe. You, look, this is this is the thing that shits me. Is we have one good game, or a player has one good game, and we go, see, this is why we've got to keep him. No, Cunningham's not safe. Martin's not safe. Fogarty's not safe. They're safe. Those three that we spoke about at the start of the show, they're safe if they put together a ten-week block like they're doing now. That's when they're safe. And it's a one-year contract or a two-year contract to go, you know what? Well done. You stayed mm. on the park. You, you got the job done. Sauce can't be safe just because he had a good game today against against a bottom four club. You're joking. Kidding me. No way. And on that, Jules' dad, Jules' dad on the Instagram, Jack Sauce, he's the man, is, is all he said to us. He's only right. <laughs> Tell Sil to check out the Lamies. Yeah, Jules is actually looking after him. They're looking all right. Nah, I checked them before. They're all, mate, they're, mate, they're Are they good, Jules? They are. Oh, the smell inspirational they'll be ready for our 100th ep so maybe we'll um we'll crack one open for the 100th episode with the first take i'll get Let's like i'll get like provolone cheese or something we'll give it to yeah. everyone um all right on the instagram we've got a few comments and questions jordan blyfield says Dern and motlop have their work cut out for him uh knocking Fogarty out of the team especially yep agree um simon but but Batagello. is hewitt at serious risk of losing his spot permanently it's a decent one. Um, for me, yeah. Well, not I don't know about permanently, um, but I know we're probably going to go through selections, obviously, in terms of the preview into into the Freo game. But for me, he doesn't get in this week. I just think for flexibility in terms of midfield, you know, to allow Fogarty, to allow Cunners, players like that to get into the midfield and have a few um, times inside the center square in terms of bou- in, in terms of the bounces. Um I don't see how he gets in because mm. there's no inside midfielder at the moment not performing. Mm. You know, the only other player that you could probably push out is probably Ed Kerno. But, um, that, but Ed then Kerno that sort of affects the balance. If Once Cottrell's back next week, which he is, and I forgot about, Walsh goes back inside. So you don't too. need... You don't need Hewitt or Ed. Like, and I, this Correct. is why I spoke about Hewitt last week. He could be... 
He could be someone's got value as trade bait. That's all. Like, that's how I see it at the moment. Like we're going to have to get rid of a player to make some room for a run and gun type. So he can't. He can't hold his fitness. He can't hold his form. Like he should. He should be in that conversation at this point. Unfortunately. Anyway. Um. Escape artists asks, "Are we back?" <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, uh, Blues gal forty three. Why was Charlie subbed off? I think it was just tactical. I don't think he, no, he, he was sick. Illness, he, apparently, yeah, he was still sick. Um, okay. So they just thought, well, he'd kick that goal, and they thought we'll just um, get him off. Feeling sick, kick three goals too. Not bad. Sosbras says, "I'll suck Jack Martin's toes." <laughs> 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 talking about how, how quickly I would have blown the lid off with one. Not bite. even a question, though. It's, <laughs> it's a statement. <laughs> uh, Yappa 93, Cutters and Martin adding some much needed class at half forward. Um, Apsi, Dan, your mate, what's Dan's segment called? We don't have a name for it yet. We'll, uh, yeah, he wants to name it. it. <laughs> uh, Donna. Uh, tackles win games. The tests begin again next week with Frio and then Port, and that is true. And Shannon Gore says, Cunningham, I'll say no more. And it's true. Cunningham's had a good game. He's had a good couple of weeks. I hope he can put 10 weeks together because it's what we need. All right, boys, let's go for votes. Who wants to start? I'll go. Uh, for one vote, I actually gave it to H mm-hmm. for a vote. Uh, at one stage, I was like, far out. His roles, he was he kicked one goal three, but then he obviously kicked his second. He missed that easy chance from like 15 out. And we're just um, like, what are you, that snap? And we're like, what are you doing? But despite that, the bloke had 11 score involvements. We saw the way he used the footy. He was strong in the content, uh, in uh, uh, with his marking ability. He kicked two. Um, I think, yeah, I, I had to give him one. It was hard between him, Cunners, and Martin, but I gave H1. Two for Walshy. So we spoke about him earlier. I think his ball use and his score involvement was just sensational. Um, and like you mentioned, Joe or Jules, there was um, the fact that he was able to get into that position to then hit a target inside 50. Uh, and then Chez spoke about him. He's got my three. Jules? Um, same, the same. Obviously, Harry... Um, I think he sort of put himself out there, um, which is good. I feel like as if he's got his mojo back in terms of trying to, um, you know, to, to be that one that actually wants to impact. So he was really doing that, um, which obviously enables him to get, get the ball more and obviously have an effect around the ground, not so much inside forward 50, even though he did today um, in terms of in front of goal. Um, I know he did miss a couple. He probably ended up, he probably could have kicked four or five, let's be mm. honest. Um but yeah, nonetheless, obviously this amount of score involvement and assists that he'd had in terms of you know his tackling pressure as well um, was immense. Um, we got Walsh as well. I think like he's sort of getting his polish back. Um, he has has didn't really have it obviously the first half of the year, but now obviously trying to release him a little bit more on the outside, it's enabling that as well. Um, and then Chera three votes. So I think it's pretty obvious in terms of the manner in which he conducted himself. Uh, not only today, but the the last fourteen rounds as well. So um, he's been immense. He's gone and leaps and bounds, really has. And while I go through mine, leave your three two ones in the chat as well uh, for the day. I had similar, but I I actually had Walsh for one. I was tossing up between Walsh and Cripper to be honest, because I thought Cripps's game was like it was actually really good. Um, but Walsh's Walsh's ball use going inside fifty was phenomenal. 
like hitting targets left, right, and center. And I just thought he looked he looks like he's got his confidence back. He looks like he's got his legs back under him, running on top of the ground again. And um yeah, if we can get that Walsh for the next eight weeks, it's gonna go a long way, I think. I actually gave two votes to Jack Martin. I didn't have Harry in my votes. Uh, I, I wanted to. I thought he was he was really good. But Jack Martin deserves some credit because he's missed a lot of footy and he's a player that probably needs to play on a bit of confidence. And he's come in in the last three games and he's kicked a goal against Essendon, was pretty influential against the Suns in that um, second quarter and first quarter when the game was set up. And today he kicked three. Um, and I just think Jack Martin's – I just think we're seeing what a good Jack Martin is for this club. Like a fit Jack Martin is is so good for us. Like we don't have, we don't have a third tall or a third forward that can do what he does. We just don't. Yeah, that's that that's a fact. We just don't, and it's just unfortunate that his body can't hold up for him week to week. And I'm hoping that he's turned a bit of a quarter. I am, but at the end of the day, we've seen this before. He comes in, he, he can put together a block of five or six weeks, and then it's it's a calf or it's a hamstring. And touch wood, that's not the case this time because. The way he's going about it, I think he's 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 definitely been a massive factor in us turning around um, that execution in inside fifty uh, the last few weeks. And then I Chera for three as well. I think I've said this before. I'll say it again. I think Adam Chera should be captain of this football club from next year on. He's the way he goes about it is just it's everything you want. And it's <clears throat> he's not a homegrown talent. He's not. I'm not saying Cripps should be stripped of the captaincy, but I see what Adelaide did with Jordan Dawson. Brought him in from Sydney. Good culture. Good work ethic. He's, he's a player that's obviously well-respected, and I see everything that in Jordan Dawson that I see in Adam Chera in terms of the way he goes about it. So we'll see what comes of that next year. All right. Be uh, well, Libby. Libby's back. No no edit this week. I do apologize to Libby. Um, I've only just got this laptop back, but uh, all the edits and the graphics and whatnot that we usually do, I'll be back next week. Sharp, Dan. Libby. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Libby with Libby's Last Words, and this is what I thought about the game. Well, I'm proud. I'm proud of them. That was a smashy game. I mean, Hawthorne's a pretty easy team. I mean, that was so... Hawthorne was the first half. Hawthorne, got to say, you guys were so bad. You didn't score a goal. What team doesn't score a goal in the first half? That was absolutely um terrible. But, you know, Colton... Defence was great. That's probably why they didn't sc- score. Because our defence was absolutely on point. That's how the best defence I've ever seen us play. You know, Sadi, he didn't play the best. But Weeders definitely played good. And um, Young and Akers, I was very proud. Our mid is just undefeatable from the Hawks. You know, it was too easy. And... You know, Charlie Kernow was amazing. And, yeah, I was really proud of them today. You know, it was good to start a game, um, come off with a win today and last week. But, yeah, we've got Freo next week. So, hopefully we can win against Freo. If we win against Freo, then I'll have some hope that we fight for the top eight. But... We've got an upcoming game against Port, which is going to be very hard because Port is just very good. But our pressure was amazing, our tackling. It was just chasing, we're chasing, and it was just amazing. Like, we've improved so much. I wish we played 
like the way we played today, those other weeks we lost. Like, the, only if we played like that. We chased, we contest, we kicked it to people other than Charlie and Harry. But I, I do have to say that we did kick it to Charlie and Harry a lot of the times. But, yeah, it's good to kick it to free options so we can get more chances of getting goals. I reckon our pressure was the best thing about the game. I'm very proud of the boys. I'm just proud. I'm proud of Kripa. Kripa had a good game, I reckon. Well, she, Chera always has good games. I'm always proud of Chera. And Makai, good job. He did pretty good. We um, One thing we're very good at is we supported the contest, and that was great. And I reckon supporting the contest helped a lot. And, yeah, I'm so proud of the boys. There's nothing much else I can say unless we just did amazing. Like, Hawthorne is absolutely shit. Hawthorne is shit. But, yeah, that's what I thought about the game. Go the Blues! That is, uh, she, she's getting better by the week. That was... She was emotional. Her, I'll, I'll say one thing. At the start, was, yeah. It yeah. was good. You know, it's good to it's good to see the way that she sees the game developing. Like, obviously, Livy's been part of the podcast now for three years, right? Like, she was she was what ten, nine, damn, when she first when we first met yeah. Livy, yeah. And for her to start using language like support at the contest, like she wouldn't have said that three years ago. And now they'll start like this is this is the right language to be using when you're analyzing a game. It's good. Yeah, but she's playing footy herself, so she's picking it up from she gets it from that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I like understanding it, it more. It's good. All right. We have another game to preview. We've got Frio next week. The graveyard shift, 440 on Sunday, boys. I was I was um I'd be lying if I had if I didn't say that I checked some Jetstar flights when I got home today. Did you? Yeah. Too expensive. Oh, I was gonna say are we making the trip? Away days, Listen, Jules? What are they? What is it, Joe? Let's have a chat after the game, uh, after the after the podcast, because I'm I am so tempted to go, like really really tempted to go next Sunday. Anyway, it's a nice Sunday four forty. I want to see the stadium. I've never been. This is the thing. I've never I've never been to. Yeah. Austin, I've always wanted to see this stadium. So let's have a chat after the pod. This is a big one. This is I I feel like this this is it. This defines the season. This game. So if I, you know, if we want to talk finals, we can. But we can only start talking finals if we win this game. This it's it's all a pipe dream until we beat Freo on the weekend. So it's huge. Yeah, I mean, it is a big game. Even if we do win, I don't know. Can we still? I mean, it's. I mean, I know we're obviously previewing the game, but can we speak finals? We can because what, it's a game. Done we can because we've got Melbourne, Port, and Collingwood are the three that we need to try and snag one right. But the rest of them, we should be winning because they're teams either around us or teams that are worse than us. So this is this is a game that we just can't drop, and these are games that we've that we've dropped all year: St Kilda, Sydney, Essendon, like those types of losses. This is this would just be another one of those losses where it's like, if we're serious about ourselves, if we're if we're genuinely serious about having a crack, like this has to be the game. Yeah, it's a must win. It'll be huge for the players' confidence if they can get over the line against Frio, um, boys. Players to watch. They got they got three, four. Well, we talk about. Five. Well, we talk about midfield, and we talk about our midfield needing to be on. 
I'm looking at Sarong. I'm looking at Brayshaw. And especially Sarong, this guy here is a serious player. And for he's me, a he's a joke. And he yeah. and we talk about work rate and Chez's work rate. Like these two are keeping Chez out of that midfield group. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. You know? Mm. So um, I think it's going to be a battle of the midfield, obviously, and who can win the contest there. Um, Luke Jackson's a bit of a worry um, with Pitto and uh, and TDK. What, what's their situation? Are they a knee? knee? Knees for both of them? Both knees. Is it both knees, Jules? Yeah. Yeah, TDK, see? That's, TDK that's knee, where... a, knee, a knee knock knee knock for TDK, and I think Pitto, the rumour is it's a PCL for two Yeah, three. right. See, that's going to hurt us because I think – we're going to need the, the, you know, a good tap Ruckman to, to help us a, a lot at stoppages. And, you know, I think it's going to really be an advantage. So, just so he's definitely out. Pito's gone. It sounds that way. Two to three weeks minimum. Well, that, that's, 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 that's how it sounds. That's yeah. how it sounds. I know. Plus, the press conference said they're both going to be a test. So, um, yeah, obviously not reading too much into it. But, yeah, I think we'll see. I think... Obviously, with even with Jackson, you you know you still got um, obviously Darcy as well, who's you know he's no, yeah he's not a shit ruckman as well. So you know you obviously got him as well. Um, and then no, even you got. You know, why Amos. I'm saying Jackson? Why I'm saying Jackson? It's the versatility of them having both Darcy and yeah, Jackson. Of course, of We're course. not going to have that luxury. Around. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then you know, and then you got Amos down forward and Walter as well. I think they both kicked four last night. Um, but are you so, worried about – sorry, Jules. Are you actually worried – I'm not worried about their forward line against our back line. I, I, I'm, I'm not. I am, depending on the service that they get. How easy they get it out of the middle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, yeah. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. Naturally, that's right. If they're going to have got... space, pick, a, pick a, a, an option for sure. The three that, the three that worry me, they're small. So Lockie Schultz, Michael Walters, and um, Michael Frederick. Oh yeah, Frederick. They they worry me. I don't I don't know if we've got matchups for Frederick, other than maybe Sard. But you don't want this is the thing. We're playing good footy because our halfbacks are playing freely. They're not really yeah. given a role as a one on one, right? So do you just say fuck it and take it on? And then they go, whatever. Like if, if Schultz, Frederick and and um Walters get off the chain and kick six between them, that's fine as long as our smalls equal them at the other end. Is that is that the way know. you attack it? I don't know. Nah, I feel like I you have to work both ways. You got to work both ways. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think you can, Jules. With the way that with the way that we're running and gunning, it's very hard. It's very very hard to hold a halfback flanker accountable for a man, and then also say, "But you can take the ball and take the game on at all costs." Nah, of course and, you can. Built built down to system. Of course you can, Jules. It's 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 a it's a difficult, very very difficult balance to get right. Very difficult. You, can. you can't say to someone you've got freedom to run and gun off your man, but also if you turn it over, you've got to make sure that you get straight back onto that man. If the system can. behind the football, if the system behind them holds up, absolutely. But who, this is what I'm saying, who of those half players? If you're, if you're is, hitting up a player and running off him and hitting up a player, that player that's your direct opponent is out of the game. So it doesn't matter. That's that's if you're going at 100 percent efficiency, which we don't. Yeah, Joe's just saying off turnover. I'm saying it's it's hard it's hard to say I mean, take the game on at all costs and then, but also be accountable for your man for 100 percent of the game. Like if Sard's given a lockdown job on Schultz, for instance, he's going to be a lockdown. 
yeah, nah, I I disagree. I think you, depending on what kind of player, obviously the players that are more locked down, you know, you're not going to have all of them, you, you know, run and gun. But obviously you're going to have like Weeders will be locked down, Kemp will be a lockdown, um, you know, McGovern will be a lockdown, and then obviously have times where he does, you know, run and gun. But the other three or four, they're going. In my yeah, that's where your system. That's 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 where you're right. That's where your system comes into it. As long as they're covering for each other, that's fair. Yeah, that's even fair Newman call. as well. He's he's locked down as well. Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be one out of the middle, and let's just hope they bring the same level of intent as what they've brought the last two games. Is Reese in the chat? Look at this, bang! Oh, Reese has joined in. Uh he's back. Lids he's back on board. Him. Look, a couple of weeds. Everyone, everyone jumps back. Look, look at him go. That's all right. He's Greatest he's football here. club in Australia. <laughs> Is he at your place now by any chance, Jules? Nah, he's nah. He's yeah. nowhere near it. We'll try and get Reese on the show in a couple of weeks. It's been a while. It's been too long. He's gone. Yeah, he's fine goats over Jack Martin as well. <laughs> we'll try and get him back on the show. It's been a while. Um, yeah, okay. Um, ins and outs. What have you got? Obviously, so obviously Cottrell comes in and TDK, uh, they're the two that would come in if For young TDK's and Ed. And Ed. Yeah. For young yeah. and Ed. That's yeah. me. That's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably me as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all. I think we're all on there. The only other one is Hewitt, but I just don't know who comes out. To be honest, I don't know who comes out. No, I think with Cottrell coming in, I don't. I think everything else is unchanged. Yeah. Personally, I think Hewitt just stays a sub. Yeah, it's not a bad sub option. To be honest. Yeah. It's not the worst. If we need a bit of injection into the middle in the last quarter, like he did today, could be could be a good option. Um, this is the thing with with Hewitt and these inside mids. Like, I'm not opposed to seeing them rotate into the twos every week or just having a rest as a sub because it, it, this is this is good. That would be good player management. Could be Kennedy one week that sub. Could be Walsh. But do we be, know? Be whoever is, like, his, is his body right? Like, what, what's what what is the go with him? Who knows? Surely his form. body's right if he's sub. Yeah. So it's just form. So it's just form. Yeah. You'd well, think so. He hasn't played for how long? Now? He had the he had the concussion against Sydney, so then he played twos. We had the bye, so it's it's been like five weeks, but it's really only been about three games. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, final predictions before we uh before we call it a night. Lose by ten. Goals. By 10. Points. Twenty one. Carlton. Yeah, I'm saying blues by four points. And you know what? I will tell you what, Frio in Perth. There are bunnies, man. We've done it plenty of times. That's that's what this group should take some confidence in is knowing that this is genuinely a game that we can that, like it's it's a it's a road trip where we've done it numerous times now against this team. So mm. could be getting them at a good time. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Now, before we finish, a bit of an announcement. We've got the hundredth ep coming up in three weeks. Uh, but we've got a sponsor, boys, for the show. We do. That you'll be seeing. Over the next couple of weeks, it's been it's taken us ninety-seven weeks to find a sponsor. Someone <laughs> actually wants to invest, uh, but it's a uh, yeah. We'll we'll share some more details on that uh, in the coming weeks, and there'll be a little announcement uh, with a, with uh, not some prizes, but maybe some limited merch that we might do uh, as part of the hundredth ep uh, in a few weeks. So that's it, boys. Until next week. Next week, we're on Monday night after Blue Broad Show just because of the time that uh, the Freo game finishes. The fan cams will be on straight after the game. So we'll shift to Monday after the Blue Broad Show next week. And hopefully, we're sitting here with massive grins on our faces, man. Yeah, I hope so. Till then.
Out the baggers, man. Out the baggers. Out the baggers. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. It was a, it was a pleasure. It was good. How relaxed are we? <laughs> Oh.